Hello everyone, this is Shaza. This is Tia. You're listening to another episode of a Sunday Thing Podcast where we have beautiful things to talk about on a Sunday. So this week we're going to be talking about happiness. The very last episode of the Sunday Thing Podcast. And we've reached our 10th episode. Um, I'm really glad that we chose this topic as our final episode. Because I think happiness is something that, of course, everybody wants to experience. It's simple. Everybody wants to be happy. And I feel that I need to relate this to my identity as a Muslim or as a woman and as a woman. And I know that one of the source of that happiness comes from my connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But then this actually got me thinking, why do we then have to experience difficulties we have to suffer in the world with the feeling of sadness or deprivation even when i'm i feel like i'm close and i'm connected to god so shouldn't i be happy happiness to me is just an emotional experience so i think it's just another emotional experience in life that we go through whether it be in the form of anything other than happiness like sadness anger or frustration Oftentimes, one of the biggest problems is that we see happiness as a destination rather than a part of the journey towards a certain destination or goal. I think some people are unhappy because they see happiness as a destination. That means they don't really appreciate what's happening in the present you know, during that fleeting moment that you wish would last longer. So happiness lies in being present. And if we only experience happiness in this world in relation to my question just now, then we wouldn't understand what it's like to be close to God in a deeper level. Because I feel that I find the connection to God stronger when I'm completely lost, down on my knees, so unhappy. But Then only to wrap the whole difficulty experience with gratitude. And this gratitude will then breed a more authentic feeling of happiness that is coming from within rather than something that I attain from outside experience. I feel that when it comes to happiness in relation to being connected to God, it's difficult to explain because it's a more internal journey, which means your your experience may be different to mine. So the lesson that I've gotten from this is that happiness is just an emotional experience. It's just a feeling, not a destination, because we should be able to find happiness wherever we are. What I mean by that is we should be able to find happiness right now. We should be able to find happiness in our present moment. Um, I realized this importance, the importance of seeking happiness in our present moment from a series on YouTube, Honesty Talk, where one of them said happiness lies in the present of a moment. So that means you're completely present when you're talking to your friend or your spouse, your child, whoever it is. It's in the little moment, as cliche as it sounds, that you'll find happiness in every moment that you spend your time with your loved ones. Um, I remember when uh, my niece was talking to me and I was on my phone she was craving, she was fighting for my attention because I was busy texting and checking up my phone. I was busy texting somebody on my phone. And she did 
whatever she could. She picked a book and she took her pencil, her the paper, so that I would be able to give the attention that she craved for. And and then it got to a point where my mom was so upset at me because I was being ignorant to my niece who was craving so much for my attention. So, And then afterward, I felt so guilty. So then I put my phone down and I became, I gave the attention that she craved for. And it, it was really simple. The moment that I gave her the attention, regardless of me reading the similar book, the same book all over again, a book that I've read to her actually previously, or drawing the same thing or teaching her the same thing, she was actually a lot happier than when she was fighting for my attention. She was almost upset when I didn't give her the attention. So I think sometimes there are so many things that we are distracted by, especially in this age of social media and in the age of fast entertainments, Netflix and everything. We are rarely present in every situation that we go through. So when you're speaking to your friend, sometimes you're not really present. You're checking your phone. I'm guilty. And if you were in the position of a friend who's list, who's talking and then you can, you, you'd see your friend on their phones, you would feel offended, right? So I think just paying attention, giving attention to a human being, attaining that connection can actually make you feel happier as opposed to if you're so busy attending to whatever it is on your phone because that's why it's going to be difficult for us to connect with another human being if we're not present in the beginning if we don't make the effort to form that bond a deeper bond of course we're looking for that relationship that has meaning to our lives so before we try to attain happiness from somebody else if we talk about happiness from external experience i think it starts from us paying attention and being mindful of the present um, i also want to share this thing this concept while i was reading a book i'm actually reading a book by gretchen rubin where she spends a year um, learning about happiness and she she writes this experience into a book she calls this the happiness project. So one of the things, there's so many golden things that I've, there's, there's so many things that I've learned from her book. But one thing in relation to being present is that this concept known as arrival fallacy. So you basically wait for something in the future to happen, then you'll be happy. So it, this takes your mind away from being the present and makes you feel so deprived of what's already there in front of you. For example, uh, Gretchen said she needs to stop as a writer to imagine herself only happy when she finishes the book, when in fact she should be enjoying the process of writing the book, the happiness project itself. And she did. So it's not, it's okay. It's good that you have a destination. You're visualizing about where you want to go in life. But in the process of growth or in the process of achieving a goal towards your imagined happy future or imagined 
happy and better future, I guess, you should also enjoy and embrace the failures and difficulties that come with it. Because when you're so focused on imagining your happy future, happiness then becomes a destination. It no longer becomes an emotional experience, which I feel that happiness is just an emotional experience. It's not a destination. Because if it's a destination, we will always try to attain that happiness when it's already there, if that makes sense. So we should be finding happiness even in our mundane daily life. It's like waking up early in the morning or seeing your cat, seeing your family smile or just waking up feeling refreshed. I think that should be something that we be grateful for. If we just take a step back and realize that this, the ha- that happiness lies in the normal things in our lives, I feel that we will stop seeking happiness from other places that we can't even get from. So I think it's one of the simplest way to attain happiness, but also the most difficult because we're constantly distracted, right? We're never present all the time. I admit that I too am distracted a lot of the times and it's in the moments of when I'm in distraction that I don't feel happy that I feel like my creative creativity drops I don't feel like I'm connected to another person at the deeper level that's the time when I'm completely distracted and one of the sources for this I have to say I'm not blaming this tool as a whole but one of the me- one of the reasons why I'm distracted is actually social media. So what happens is when I do feel that I'm distracted by social media, I usually like try to reduce the time or even like have a reminder. If I spend too much time on social media, then I need to find a way to limit myself. So then I'll become more focused again and be a lot more present. And there is actually a proof that says our attention span is decreasing because of social media. Not just because of social media, but it's one of the reasons why our attention spans decreases. There's this statistics by wiseowl.com. And it says, attention span is decreasing year by year. In 2010, average human span is 12 seconds. In 2015, which is four years ago, 8.25 seconds. So that's a stark difference between 12 and 8, so four seconds. And then this is interesting. (laughs) It's shorter than a goldfish attention span. Goldfish has nine seconds attention span. So we're basically more forgetful, (laughs) less attentive than a goldfish. Um... So that's why in advertisement or marketers use these statistics to find ways to try to attract more attention for their business, right? And it says here, video holds more attention. So if you want to attract or if you want to get attention from somebody, then maybe you should send a video to them. (laughs) Then you'll get the attention that you want. But That's not the point. The point is our attention span is actually decreasing year by year. So so nowadays, we're constantly fighting for attention. And that's why it's so 
hard for most of us to reduce that destruction because that destruction is everywhere. It's at the tip of our fingers. And even when we're trying to research for our job, our work, our homework and everything, destruction is always there trying to make you less focused. But again, you can't blame all these things because these are just tools. We are in control of our own focus and emotions. Now, let's go to the practical part of this topic, happiness. It, of course, the point of all these things is because we want to know how do we become happy? How do we, how do we become happier? Or how do we improve our happiness? Even if we're happy now, alhamdulillah, then how do we improve our happiness if it's possible? The first thing that I feel can improve our happiness is when we remove unnecessary distractions in our lives. One of the practical things that I do, for example, in my social media accounts, I only follow people who would give me a benefit, would give me value to my mind because our mind is our asset. So I'm very careful about what I um, take in, what I consume. So I unfollow things or people who are, I'm sorry to say, toxic or give off that negativity because I feel that the more I focus on the people or the social media accounts that actually help me to become a better or happier person, the happier I become and the more productive would I use my social media. And then if I see all these inspiring people, I actually follow their way of using their social media. It's a tool, right? So with social media, I have a new intention and purpose in using it rather than something that I can post whatever that I feel that I want. I become more intentional in my post, even though not everything is beneficial, but it's better and it's more productive than before. So I feel like I give some value, I hope, I pray, to whoever is reading my post or whatever I'm sharing. And... In a way, it makes me feel less guilty spending time on social media because it becomes a source for me to find inspiration or ideas. But then I still limit myself how many hours in a day I should be spending time on social media or on the internet. And then the second one, um, I really want to share this point. It's a I have got this from a TED talk by Stacey Flowers where she talks about five people that you need to be happy. I really love this talk. Um, I think, of course, in our pursuit to become a happier person or improve our happiness, we need social connection with people. We need people in our lives to improve our sense of self, even though in the end of the day, the true happiness comes from yourself. But having the right people in your life can actually make you a lot happier. So there are the, the, these five people, if you just have these five people in your life, it can actually improve your life a lot more, inshallah. So the first one is if you have a cheerleader. So basically this cheerleader will be cheering you when you feel like giving up. It could be a friend, it could be your spouse, it could be your anyone, your sister, your parents or whoever that you trust this person will be the person who you need to go to whenever you feel like you want to give up and this person has to some has to be somebody who sees a potential in you 
who believes in you regardless of how many mistakes or how many things that how many mistakes that you've done in your life they still believe in the fact that you will be successful so find somebody in your life that you think can be a cheerleader the second one is a mentor this person will point you in the right direction so everybody every one of us has our own dreams everybody of us has our own goals and missions in life right so if you have a mentor you will do less mistakes and then it will actually give you shortcuts in life on how to get there sometimes you have to pay for these people but i guess if it's actually helping you to achieve your goal i feel that it's worth it the third one is a coach so this person pushes you to go to the next level so this person has to challenge you to go beyond your comfort zone to go beyond your limits because sometimes us as hu- as, a, as a human being we have our own glass ceiling so we think that we cannot reach that thing when this coach will be the person to actually push you so you can do better and you can grow and then if you grow you'll become a lot happier right and you also need a friend as could be the same person as a, as your cheerleader but this friend is somebody who actually understands you from at a deeper level so he or she should be the person who knows you as a person good or bad strengths and weaknesses this person is some is somebody who you would speak your heart out to so she doesn't he or she doesn't necessarily have to be the person who gives you the right decision or provide you with the right advice but he or she will help you in understanding more of what you really want in your life from the deeper level in your heart i guess so find somebody who can actually be that person in your life because sometimes we despite having a cheerleader a coach or a mentor we do need somebody who listens some who listens to us from our heart who actually speaks to us as a person rather than somebody who's actually trying to just build us to reach whatever goal that is okay so the fifth one is a peer a peer is basically somebody who is at the same level as you for example if you're a business owner so you need somebody else a peer a fellow business owner so that you guys can share the same experiences that you have if you're an artist find a fellow artist a group of community of artists so you guys can actually understand each other's challenges and find a way in which find a common solution to whatever challenge that you might guys you guys might have because sometimes a cheerleader a coach a mentor or a friend may not understand the process this one becomes more towards um your professional career one is um relevant to your professional growth so having somebody else to have the same goal not necessarily understand you emotionally may help you do the work to get the work done and and gives you off the energy that you need in order to be more consistent and to thrive in whatever goal that you want to attain but then well you might be wondering i don't 
know where to get these people in my life or I don't think that I have these kinds of people in my life, I think it's okay. Just start having just one person, like a cheerleader, can get you further, I think. And sometimes you don't even realize that these people actually exist in your life. It's just that you don't realize it. Obviously, you don't exclusively label them as a cheerleader, a mentor, a coach, a friend, or a peer. And it's not the only way for you to be happy, of course. Especially if you have a big goal or a big dream. It's not easy to go on by yourself. And I also believe that if we live our life more intentionally, then we'll become happier and clearer about what we want in life. So then it's going to be easier for us to remove the distractions in our lives, things that are not necessary to our self-growth. I really, really believe that happiness lies in self-growth. And I'm only saying this out of experience, out of having felt not knowing what to do with my life. So that's just a part of how do you become happier. Of course, in terms of our spirituality, our faith, having that close connection to Allah, having that close connection to our source is the source of internal happiness. Because if we don't feel connected to our God, then then to Allah, then I feel it's going to be difficult for us to find that authentic happiness that comes from within. Then again, happiness is not a destination, but it's just an emotional experience, just like any other emotion, sadness, anger, frustration. I feel that our life is more than just wanting to be happy because the true happiness can only be attained in Jannah. So it goes back to simple concepts, being present, staying focused, removing distractions from your life and having the right people in your life. I really hope and pray that we constantly want to seek growth in our lives so that we don't feel complacent. We're not always at the same level. That's We are able to become the best version of ourselves. We can live more intentionally in order to serve other people. And in turn, if we make people happy, we'll become happy too, inshallah. I really hope that these podcasts have served you well and helped you to spark some ideas and motivate you to make a few changes in the way that you think because that's really our goal. Tia wasn't able to record with me on this episode because she's been so busy with her work so please pray for her and I am so grateful to have done this project with her and this is not the end of our collaboration there will be more inshallah not just with her but a few more people in the future i pray for your success and for your happiness your future for your health thank you so much for supporting guys i really hope to see you again and all the best in life thank you so much for listening to our podcast if you have any suggestions and feedbacks please contact us at hello at shaza.com We love reading your ideas and comments so that we can continue to improve our conversations. 